Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today we will continue our discussion on observing the craft with Chapter 7, The Festive Board. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have three quarters of our hosts uh, with Worshipful Brother Jared Dunham from Penticton number 147, very Worshipful Brother David Colbeth from King Solomon number 60, and I'm Matt Apple, and I'm a member of Mill Creek number 243 uh, in Penticton, uh, Auburn and Mont Lake Terrace, respectively. So there you go. That'll that'll throw everybody for what the heck is that idiot talking about? But today <laughs> you're saying your logic in Penticton for a second there. <laughs> um, yeah. So today in the show we're discussing the uh, the the festive board, the food the food eaten section of the the Observant Lodge book. Um, where he has some very interesting opinions on exactly how the festive board should be run and some of this some of his statements i thought were were sort of i unexpected in my opinion of i guess what did you guys think of this chapter what was there a was there a part of it that jumped out at you or no okay then i'll tell you my opinion the (laughs) the uh there is a a part in here and of course i didn't underline it or anything so i'll never find it but there is a part where he talks about how the form of the festive board is important and and that. But he does he specifically says that I don't care if it's on paper plates with plastic uh, with plastic utensils. It's important that we follow this. And I was like, the guy who's advocating for white white jackets and white tie is is okay with paper plates. I was shocked, shocked. I clutched my pearls, sir. Like, <laughs> I well, I think with that one, what he was more because because. Once again, I think it's more about the quality of the meal than the presentation of the meal. I don't know. Yeah, it was because he kind of, I, I felt with this chapter, there are times when you're, he's like, these things are important. And then he's like, but not really. I felt that thread throughout the book so far on several elements. Of course you didn't. Man. <laughs> It, there, there seems to be some of this contradictory statement yeah. in in several places, and this is another one. I agree. It's like, well, how, and how he talks about the, the significance of all these different elements and the form and all this stuff, and then yeah, but yeah, plastic plates is okay. And to, to be fair, at our meals, I do use those nice china plastic plates and higher quality plastic forks, but I want to be able to throw it all the way, and you know, I just not. But if, you know, and he's talking about that being a festive board, we have our meal, if you will, beforehand and not afterwards. But I could see for a table lodge, though, it should be nicer stuff. Now, yeah. what what you find in most Masonic lodges for their fine quality china and fine quality utensils uh, might be lacking as well. But Well, yeah, when he also makes the big... The, the one thing I do like is the fact that he does make the distinction between table lodge and festive board. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm showing. I'm getting old because I find like the concept of eating a full meal after lodge. Yeah, I just, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I just, but I mean, having said that, I feel that if, like, if, if for me, if it were a really like one, one good meeting in a, a month, like if I could get one good meeting a month with one good festive board, I think I would put up with not sleeping that well that night for that kind of experience. Well, that's all we have is just once a month, but you have what? No, but I mean like a good meeting, like, like this, uh, uh, this <laughs> I quality, I don't get it. Like for all more often than not. And, the, and I, I, it's been my experience that the festive boards are chaotic to be kind because everyone is sort of rushing to get changed and rushing to get home and, you know, they kind of, you know, they might have a drink and they might, they might, and usually it's just sandwiches or something like it's, it's, it's almost performative sometimes is that, you know, everyone just kind of, yeah, yeah. I got to have a sandwich, got to have a cup of coffee, got to say goodbye to everyone. Like no one really takes the time to do the festive board properly. Um, my biggest pet peeve for, for the festive board is we do the, we, is they, they always say grace in lodge. Hmm. Before we've even left the lodge hall, you know, the, they will say, and let's say grace before the festival. And I'm like, no, you say it at the festive board. So is that, is that because they, you know, they fear they won't be able to get everybody around the table? Yes. Is they it just, they, they basically want to get it so that everyone can just kind of grab something, eat it and go if they want. But I thought you have toasts and so they don't have to be, don't you have to be somewhat organized for the toasts? Yeah, that's the theory. I have Does to you, usually the I toast have to, visit you, to see this one. Sorry, you have, <laughs> I have, well, I have to come visit. <laughs> you have to come visit because we have five toasts that we do every every festive board. And it's usually and it's it's the junior warden's responsibility to arrange people to do the toast, which usually happens as the meeting, just as the meeting either is starting or ending. You've got the junior warden running around to people going, Can you do this toast? Can you do this toast? Do you mind doing this toast? You know, and it bought our festival. Yeah, I don't I don't like the way our festivals are done, because to begin with, people like the etiquette of eating together seems to have been lost. You know, no one because in, in my ideal world, our festive board would be everyone would get out of their aprons and stuff. They would get something to eat, something to drink, and they would sit at the table and wait. And once everyone has gotten something, then we would say grace and it would begin. That is not the experience that I get. It's as I said, it's chaotic. You've got people, and part of the problem is our festive board and like our lodge hall has like you walk in the door and where you sort of put your apron on is also where we do our festive board. So it's it's kind of people are milling about a lot, doing a whole bunch of different things. Is one of your toasts the toast? Is there a toast from the visitors? Our the the all our, our toasts are we start with uh okay uh king in the craft and then we toast I see I'm trying to make for they believe the order is toast to Grand Lodge response from Grand Lodge toast to the visitors response from the visitors and then our Tyler's toast is the last toast of the evening. Is the response from the visitors one written or is, does the visitor come up with that? On, on their the only one that's actually written. Okay. The only ones that are actually written is the Tyler's toast, but the toast to Grand Lodge takes a certain, like it, it, there's a format that we, 
because usually the toast to grind lodge is done by the a, a the junior member of the lodge so someone who's usually just been raised or something so it's very simple so that you know just something so that, you know they have something they can say, stand up and say um but yeah those are we always do those what was that one two three six six toasts something like that something like that all right so uh, david i'll we'll go visit sometime and you'll do the response yeah <laughs> thanks matt <laughs> so and so there's no uh, is is it like a buffet type of thing where you just go get your food, or is it served? Is yeah, it's usually it's it's usually buffet style. Yeah, but you said mostly sandwich, usually just sandwiches. Usually sandwiches. Uh, a lot of times they'll do pie and ice cream. It it all depends on how uh, how much time the junior warden has had after work to do something. Yeah, and your meetings start at seven thirty. Yes, generally. How long do they normally? La- would you say a normal meeting might last? Usually we're doing the festive order on nine nine thirty. Okay. Uh, degree night, of course, is longer. Sure. But yeah, that makes for a late night on a school night. Mm-hmm. And especially, you said your average of your lodge is significantly higher, and so significantly I, north of sixty. Yes, I would imagine that their bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, supposedly our lodge many 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 years ago had an after lodge refreshment of sorts i wouldn't call it a full table uh, or a full festive board either but because we didn't have toast we never not i've never had toast that i know of but they used to have some kind of specific refreshment afterwards and they would have some topic of the night they would discuss and maybe even a glimpse of the topic for the next month right and then during degrees of course they would have some message from the master well the master would speak last but they would have a message from the junior from the warden whoever was conducting the degree and then they have the candidate could speak or the new new brother could speak and then the master would have something at the end that's how my experience was 16 years ago there was a little bit of formality after the degree not much right but that has fallen away pretty significantly although the the uh the the, the messages i guess we now have kind of revived the after degree anyway that's we don't really have a meal beforehand at our degrees but afterwards we do have more of an agape or table lodge it might be kind of fun to introduce a toast or two after our degree work because that has become a little more formalized and like you said sandwiches just finger foods Mm -hmm. and some fruit and stuff but we have our meal for our regular lodge meetings our meal is beforehand and we've been talking about how do we could we change that because it's a it's a lot of work for the junior warden to come in, even with help, to come in mm-hmm. and do all that beforehand. You get actually get off work and get there, and then. But I just don't know. Be curious to know how that would be taken, if it were to be not after lodge. You come meet at the Nile Shrine. There's a there's a caterer, right? Yeah. Well, we don't have <clears throat> lots of money in the bank that can cover that either. <laughs> well, and we we've discussed before after middle. And in this chapter, he talks about how they sort of complement each other. And I kind of feel that afterward, because because the festive board is supposed to be more relaxed than the lodge meeting, I think it, it, it's better served, no pun intended, after the meeting so that you sort of have that, like, because he talks about it being like the inhale and exhale. Yeah. 
and you know you come out of lodge and you've it's been serious and deep and then you come out and you do your festival and it's sort of a ah let's you know relax and you know just kind of enjoy each other's company before we head off but he certainly makes it a point that it's a, a, a second meeting it's 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 a direct yeah. extension of the lodge meeting it's it's a meeting right. well he talked because he talks about it's a chance for you guys for pete for you guys for you guys to disc for people to discuss the topic in further detail uh that was brought up in lodge or to uh, or other stuff but yeah it's it's definitely the it, it's a, it's an opportunity for us to sit break bread together have a drink or not or something to drink sure um afterwards and enjoy each other's company and my as i said our experience my experience up here is it's kind of organized chaos until as you've got because some people just don't stay for it they you know they, they're leaving and stuff and for me it i i find it a bit disconcerting because there isn't the um not formality but you know the the expectation that you know there there is a um sort of looking for I, 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 I not a ceremony but like a, a set order of the things that you do and that you know if you're going to do you know going to participate that you wait and do those things mm-hmm. you know like it used to be that you know like saying grace before you know before, uh, waiting till everyone's sitting saying grace doing usually i believe it used to be the tradition is that you wouldn't start drink you, if you had a drink you wouldn't take a drink until after the toast to the king and the craft mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You know, and that you wouldn't if then that you wouldn't leave before the Tyler's toast. So. Wow, that's a lot of dead space. <laughs> it was it was just a definitive statement. Work. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I do feel obligated to point out that Andrew Hammer was part of a movie called The Masonic Table, which was about uh about Masonic dining, I have not seen it, so I cannot I cannot uh, offer any critique of it whatsoever. But it, I think it's available on Amazon Prime. It's a couple bucks to watch it on Amazon Prime, but I I have not done so. So my my frugal self, you know, it's crazy. I'll spend lots of money on things, and then I won't spend five dollars to watch or to buy this movie. I don't know why. I spent twenty dollars to buy his book. I don't know why I won't spend five dollars to get the movie. So it's just kind of weird. And I've got a couple of bucks in Amazon credits, and so it'll be like you know, it'll be like five bucks or less. I don't know. I, I should just do it. But the one, not to divert just a little bit, but speaking of Masonic movies, I just ran across the Thirty Three and Me. Thirty three was it again? Thirty third and isn't it thirty three? Gosh, now I don't know what it is. It's it's another. It's a Masonic movie. Now I'm have to look it up. Fill the dead space, boys. <laughs> Thirty, I think it's thirty-three and me. Thirty, no, that's like that's the, that's, you, a, that's the, the no, it's twenty-three and me is the twenty-three genetic test is the DNA testing. Thirty-third uh, beyond, isn't it? Thirty-third and beyond. It's the Masonic movie. It's actually really cool. We did kind of a sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I have I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, talk amongst yourself, and I'll look it up. Okay. <laughs> Raspberry, raspberry, raspberry. Beyond, the Royal Art of Freemasonry from oh, yeah. 2017. Yeah, we had a beyond. screening of it at our lodge, and it was it was really well done, I, I thought. Yeah, there's some things about it that are a little bit out there, but you know, maybe we should maybe we could have us we should do that as one of our segments in the future. A review of Masonic movies. 
Oh, like the Sean Astin one that I watched. Yes, the Freemason. The Freemason. Yeah, that one was. We actually, uh, when that one came out, we actually had a movie. Day, we're totally going off topic, but we had a movie day at our lodge in our district, and we all got together and watched it and discussed it. Yeah, the local uh, local Scottish Rate Valley here rented out a movie theater. And oh wow, oh, you guys do things big. You guys do things big down there. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with the actually the the guy Joseph James, I think is his name, the guy who produced the movie. Uh, came out and and did a little talk about it and that sort of stuff oh wow so i actually have you can't see it because it's it's behind my monitor but i actually have a poster signed by him on the wall here that's how cool i am <laughs> very very cool <laughs> but uh yeah um no yeah masonic movies I, I agree that would be a fun that would be a fun topic of conversation if you so, agree, let us know in the comments below. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> and now back to our regularly scheduled topic. <laughs> yeah, our, I mean, our lodge, we have, like David was saying, we have before on nights when we have dinner, we don't always do it even. And the it's totally a catch-as-catch-can, come in, throw some food on your plate sit with some guys, talk kind of thing. It's not a, there's no formality to it whatsoever. I guess that's not entirely true. We do do a, we do do say grace. You know, if dinner's at six, but then there's guys who show up at whatever, six forty-five and just grab a plate and sit down kind of thing. So it's, there's no toasts or anything cool like that. And no real, like, and so the notice, no chance for a discussion of anything other than life in general. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard of lodges that do that. And I've thought about trying to say, Hey, look, or if we have a guest speaker or a, a, whatever Masonic education piece or something to do it then, but we've never done it that oh, right. with very rare exceptions. We have not done it. I, I tried one in under my year's master to have speakers. I, I'd heard that idea. And so I thought, Oh, let's move the speaker to the dining hall portion and it was a more generalized, I think it was a bond, might've been on finances or legacy investing or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a little more open topic. And so the non-Masons and wives could be there. And I thought, because they were already there, they were there, right? And so I thought, well, we'll have this in the dining hall. And it didn't go over well because the guys were not, they really wanted to have their conversations. Right. On the topic of non-Masons and wives, what about what about his opinion that non-masons shouldn't be allowed at your festive board? Well, I, I would agree in that in his example of it being an extension of the lodge, it's basically a second lodge meeting. I would I would tend to agree right. with that. And especially as it's following immediately following a lodge, who would I wouldn't imagine anybody be sticking well, I suppose if the wife was driving somebody or whatever right. be sticking around. Um I know some lodges, I think we've done it occasionally, is that, that if there's a secret, they we that's usually when we invite them. Is you know, hey, you know, come out, hang out, and you know, if if you if you can, come out and just sort of hang out with the brethren after lodge. And I've always I've always found that odd because we come out of lodge and we're still talking lodge. Yeah. Well, we certainly provide the opportunity before during our supper. We do provide that as an opportunity for the 
inquirers or seekers to come and visit. It's absolutely, and and that's what we used to only have that. Other than that, or a separate coffee event, we never had something. And so that's when I added the social night. So now we have two social events. We have a social evening, uh, and then we have a Saturday breakfast, both at an outside restaurant. But then it's really become a neat opportunity because now we can say, hey, you've been to these other social events with us, which is totally casual, no program, just to meet people and meet families and wives even. And then now come to our supper and it's a little more formal. We're going to be in our suits and tuxes and we would recommend that you come in a you know business, at least business casual or a full suit if you can. And then so then now they have this next level of expectation. Right. And so it's been kind of neat to see that happen. We, we've kind of twisted it where that used to be our only thing. And a guy might come in the door and see all these suits and tuxes and go, Whoa, I'm in the wrong place here. If he's in his jeans and t-shirt, but so it's been that it's been a nice opportunity to have that. So I, that's what the, these things that are kind of falling into place, it would be difficult for, for me or anybody, I think to say, yeah, let's not have that anymore and shift it all to the after event. Cause also right. if our meeting goes long, it could be, 10 o'clock or something before you even start that. And I don't want to eat a meal at 10 o'clock either. Yeah, I agree. I find it difficult from a practical perspective to do dinners after that. Yeah. I'd, especially so, given the way some lodge meetings drag on. <laughs> if you guys get uh, just a question and because I was thinking about this and I was thinking like, cause he talks about in the past. And I'm like, well, in the past, people like people's days, their timing was a bit different. But like you guys do a meal beforehand and then you have your lodge. What if you like and have you ever approached the idea of starting your lodge when you normally have your meal and then doing the meal so that you sort of shift? Oh, look at that. They shift it down so that because I know that. I, I we I, I remember suggesting it once, and usually the argument I get is no one can get home from work in time to get to lodge earlier than we already are getting to lodge, which I've always thought was kind of a cop out because if you know you're going to get a meal out of it, you know, have a quick snack, throw your suit on, and come to lodge, and then eat afterwards. But kind of curious, what you have, have you guys ever approached that with your lodges? No. <laughs> uh yeah we we have dinner at 6 30 and the meeting starts at 7 30 but yeah i don't if you're yeah, starting the meeting at 6 30 or actually a bunch, couple lodges in the district have now moved to six o'clock and, and a seven meeting start and uh yeah if we moved our meetings to 6 30 or i don't know it'd be interesting maybe the promise of dinner afterwards would get people out of there a little quicker which which i think could be a detriment because then they're focused on what's going to be what they're going to have for meal maybe it is it, the tradition will change over time. Maybe it won't be that urgent in the future, but initially when that change occurs and yeah, it's, it's amazing how most of the guys are there at six 30. There's a few that straggle in, of course. Yeah. And so you'd, it would be a little more difficult. I think because what might happen is those guys that do come in closer to seven or seven fifteen just before meeting starts, they, my guess is they would just go home and not knock on the door and come to lodge. I think they would just say, ah, I'm not, I was too late. I'm not going to go where we all would say, yes, come knock on the door. First, let us practice that. <laughs> and two, we'd be most welcome. I don't care if a guy comes for the last five minutes of a lodge, if you know, sort of, but you know, I mean, 
I'd rather have him come and enjoy some piece of the Aspen. <laughs> some is better than none. I have, yeah. And, and if nothing else, come and hang out for the fellowship afterwards. Yeah. But I have a question for you and related to that. I think we talked about it before and I think you alluded to it. What is the rule? Why couldn't we have lodge in the dining hall? Maybe we could talk about that in our next segment. What do you say, Matt? I think you're just obsessed with the idea of having a lodge in a dining hall somewhere. <laughs> well, I, I, well that, that 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 begs a whole bunch of questions. Well, it sounds like those are going to be questions we answer on the next episode of the Working Tools Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.